so grateful to be here with you guys. So um, let's bow and go before the Lord. Well, Father God, we thank you. We love you so much uh, for all that you're doing. We thank you for what you've done and we look forward, Lord, to uh, what is to come. Thank you for this time that you have um, allowed us to set aside, Father God, to focus on you, um, Lord God, in the busyness of our days. Um, let us uh, ready our spirits, our hearts, our minds, Lord God, to um, receive what you have for us, Father God. I decrease that way you may increase and have your complete and perfect way, Lord Jesus. Bless our time together. Bless the hearers of your word, Father God. Um, may they, again, be enlightened, be encouraged, Lord God. Um, receive confirmation from your word, Lord God, um, for the journeys that you have uh, prepared for each and every one of them. And again, we thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So we're going to be going through uh, Philippians uh, chapter 2. Philippians 2. All right, so I'm going to start reading right at verse 1 out of Philippians 2. It says, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if there is any comfort of love and fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and becoming in the likeness. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in earth, of those on earth, excuse me, of those in heaven, of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but not much more in my absence. But how much, excuse me, but but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and dispute. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crook and perverse generation. 
among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of light, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that have not run in vain or in labor. I'm gonna stop right there. It's a lot to unpack. There's so much to unpack um, in this particular set of scriptures. And um, I'm just humbled um, as a believer to um, to be in in this conversation and to use this conversation as Paul was speaking to um, the Philippians um, that how he addressed them was so important and it means so much to us now as believers and how we should be addressing ourselves in this time. And I love it how um, how he first comes off and he just says, if there is any consolation, if there is any prize, if there is anything that is that is that is worthy in Christ. If there is any comfort in love or in the fellowship of spirit, the fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy. He said, fulfill my joy by being like minded. I think, you know. As Jesus said, let this at further on, he said, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. And I think it's important as as believers that as we deny ourselves and we become one with the one who we serve as our personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to be like minded. What is that? What does that mean to be like minded, to have the mind that he had? What was the mind that Jesus had? What is this mind? That Paul is talking about that if there's any consolation, that that it fulfills his joy. I know as a believer, when I walk out and I see people who are truly loving one another, um, that are truly um, being as true to the word as a believer as possible. um, That brings me joy. It brings me joy when I see, you know, people stand up for people, for humans human rights, human kindness, um, regardless of uh, the situation, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of whatever it may be that we can stand up for human rights, that was just right and what's wrong, regardless of who committed the act and who is who is being violated, that we're able to stand up for one another. That means a lot to me when I see that we're able to do that. When, when, when we speak to one another in love, and we and we learn how to talk to each other, regardless of the situation that we problem solve correctly. Right. That we know how to uh, address one another. Like, like this is the stuff that brings me joy as a believer that I can say being in this mind that Paul was talking about here, which brought him joy speaking to the church here in Philippians. And he says it here, he says, having the same, he says, being like-minded, having the same love, being on one accord of one mind. He said, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. And, and like that gets me excited when I see that that we're not doing stuff out of selfish ambition because it's so easy. It's so easy for us to only think about me. I got to get mine. I got to do what's best for me. And how tunnel vision I become and, and, and get 
when I'm only thinking of self, right? Regardless of how I get there, who I got to climb over, who I have to hurt as long as I'm okay. And, and that obviously cannot be the mind that was in Christ. That cannot be Christ-like. Because we're supposed to be extending hands to others, helping them get up. Like, if I'm the only one that's on, if I'm the only person that is that is successful, like, how lonely is that? I can be a billionaire, a, a, a trillionaire, but if I'm the only one that is getting it, like, how lonely is that? Instead of reaching back, helping my brothers out, helping my sisters out. I want everybody to get on. Like, like that's what it should be. That's that's that love. That's that that's that no selfish ambition. That if I have something that can be of service to you and yours, then I'm going to offer that because that's what I'm supposed to do as a believer. That's what I'm supposed to do. And, and this is what where like for us, like he's speaking to believers. He's not speaking to people who do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So this is for for us who are um, who are mature Christians or who consider themselves to be a mature Christian. Right. He's speaking in, in a language that 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 we should be well versed in. But yet it is us who consider ourselves to be seasoned believers who still struggle with this, just keeping it a hundred. Because the moment that we think that we got it is the further we are away from getting it. Because we must daily, daily strive towards being this version of having this mind, of being Christ-like, of choosing to be this person, I can't go off of yesterday's results for today's assignments. Right. So it's important that every day that we got to choose to be this. As Jesus said, he said daily, he said, carry our cross daily. Right. So it's important that 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 we we remember these these important principles. Right. That are going to kind of shape us in being. And positioning us to do what we are called to do as believers. Right. He said, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Um, it's like I remember uh, when I was, you know, captain of my football team um, in, in college. And we had guys who were walk on guys, guys who you know, weren't going to get a scholarship, um, who probably were not going to play. Um, but they practice just like everybody else. They worked as hard as everybody else. And it was important for me as a captain to remind them of how important they are and to love them just like they're the person that, you know, they're one of the 22 that, that start and plays the entire game. They don't even suit up or may not or, or very rarely suit up on Saturdays. But it's important for me to make sure that I'm extending that, that love, that I'm esteeming them, that I'm picking them up, that I'm exalting them because they're valuable and they need to know that they're valuable. Right. They're valuable. Their value does not rest in how much playing time they get. Their value rests in the effort that they give daily. 
to be the best version of themselves as possible, regardless if they see the playing field or not. Right. They made someone else better that day because of their efforts. And they may not get the shine or the glory. Their name will never be put in the paper. Nothing. But as a captain, it was important for me to highlight that and to properly address them in such a way because that was my job. And I understood just looking in their faces, just knowing that, man, how I would feel if I was in their shoes and and I knew that I was never going to play. Like the, the the level of 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 self-esteem that I would have or or how I'd be feeling about myself. And, you know, when you're in position to love somebody and to remind them the best that they are and and what they have to offer and how appreciative we are of them, man, that goes a long way for that person. And that gives them fuel to finish that day and to be appreciative for what they accomplished in that day because somebody noticed. So it's important for us when we notice the good that, a pe- that people are doing, regardless of where they are on the spectrum, how high or lower than us, whatever that may mean, <laughs> Um, according to job descriptions and, and job duties and functions, but for us to treat people all the same, regardless of my position, whether I'm a supervisor, whether I'm a, a, a pastor, whether no matter what I am, no matter what that title may state, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And it's important for us to work well together. It's important for us to love one another and for us to be reminded of how important we are. It's just like our very own body parts, right? There are some body parts that that you can't even name, that you don't even know that exist in your body, right? But you know the the the, the main things, the main parts of your body. And they get all the flash, all the highlight, all the glory, all the all the hoopla until you go to the doctor and they mention one of those little parts that you don't know and you realize how important it is. Right? So so it's important for us Right. To not forsake anything or anybody or to make anybody feel like they're better or bigger or smaller. But we're all in this together. And we're going to go arm's length walking forward because that does something for that person. And this is what he's saying as far as esteeming others better than yourself, especially if you know that that you've been gifted. Right. And God has given you a gift. You don't need your ego stroke. Because you know that you're gifted. So, you know, that's that's moving into that selfish vein of, you know, only the me, 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 give me all the praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Like that goes in that vein, which doesn't serve anybody. But if you are anybody that that is gifted and talented, as God reminds us to whom much is given, much is required. So the more you have, the more you're supposed to be given. The more you have, the more opportunities you're supposed to be serving, not only trying to be in the receiving mode, you're supposed to be out there giving because God has given you much. So we got to remember these things as believers that that, again, these principles, again, he's talking to to us as believers, like we have to make sure that we are on par with these things. Amen. And then he goes on, he says, you know. Again, let us not look into our own interests, but also for the interest of others. Now, this next 
you know, portion, you know, that he's talking about Jesus, he's talking about the humility of Christ, right? Think about the humility that Christ displayed by coming down to earth in this body <laughs> when he is God. In the position that he placed himself in, the mind that he had to be in to show us how to live in this flesh, right? He gave us physical examples of, of how we are to conduct ourselves in this flesh. And he humbled himself to this position to show us how and who we're supposed to be in acting in this flesh. That's why I said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, right? He didn't think it was robbery, but he made himself of no reputation taking on the form of a bond servant, coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. God wants us to be obedient. So that was, this is his mission. This is what his mission was. This was his assignment. And we got to know our assignments, but we got to make sure that the same luxuries that he presented are the same ones that we have. Humility, love, right? Service. Like these are the things that, that again, to whom much is given, much is required, that we got to make sure that we're doing, that are visibly on display for others, right? So God exalted him. And he says, and God gave him the name which is above every name name. Now, this this part right here was was real important to me um, as I was uh, younger, growing up in Christ and, and understanding this particular set of scriptures. When it says um, that uh, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Now. It, it makes perfect sense in, in how how, you know, the Holy Spirit taught me and, and how I was raised in the word. Um, it was important to understand this this, you know, particular uh, understanding for this scripture here that those who were B.C. before Christ, they didn't know him. So that's why when we read in the in, in the Old Testament. Right. It speaks about righteousness. Right. That they were that, that they were that their righteousness was accounted to them, right? All the prophets or whatnot, right? The right they were righteous, right? They were they were they were doing things that showed, right? The forecast of what was to come, which was Jesus Christ, right? But Jesus is our Lord and Savior, so they have not yet received Him as Lord and Savior. Because he wasn't born yet. He didn't come to this earth yet. So that's why I said that every name that is named, that every name, right, that every knee should bow, every, every knee, those who came before him have to acknowledge him as the risen Savior. That those are the ones that are in heaven, those that are underground, they have to acknowledge him as the risen Savior, right? So, you know, it was important for me to understand this because I was like, man, like that was kind of heavy and big for me when I was, you know, trying to understand this early on in my walk with Christ. Like, you know, what did this mean? 
And it, it just made perfect sense. And, you know, if we look at it from a historical standpoint, you have BC, right? You have, you have before Christ and you have after death, right? So we're talking about a lot of BC, what happened before Christ, right? Um, that those people who were living right and trying to live right didn't have an opportunity to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior yet. But they will be granted that opportunity, right, to accept him as a personal Lord and Savior. So I just think that it's awesome that God that God hasn't forgot about nobody. Those who came before, right, those who are presently here, those that are to come, that everybody is covered. Right. Everybody is covered. And that's the kind of God we serve. Right. That he ex he exemplifies that. To whom much is given, much is required. That that that's his law that he lives by. Think of all that he has given us. Every chance and opportunity that he gives us, right? The roof over our heads, the 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 vehicles, the jobs that we have, the food that we have to eat, all that he has given us. Every opportunity to open up our eyes every morning that he gives us, like he exemplifies what it means to give. He is the ultimate giver. He gave his only begotten son. So, you know, the framework for us is right before us. Right. And the ones who we serve, you know, God, the father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then he goes on and he says, therefore, you know, um, in verse 12, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but much more in my absence. And I think about that. I was talking to um, some young athletes, you know, about, you know, and I was even talking about my son. And I was talking to Micah um, earlier today, you know, as I dropped him off, you know, for school um, at his Lola's house. And I said, hey, make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, that you're in class when you're supposed to be in class. Right. It's easy for you to be in class when you're in my presence. But when I'm gone, make sure that you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. Right. And, and you know, my eyes may not be on you, but God's eyes are always see us no matter what we're doing or where we're at. And I think it's important for us to, to remember that. Right. It's easy for us to put on a show and put on, you know, put on a front, put on and look good when we know that we're going to be in front of people. But it's when we're not in front of people that we really show God who we are, right? That that I'm still fostering and modeling those and implementing those those same principles that I'm willing to show people, right? To to give them this this casted look of who I am as a believer like, "Oh yeah, you know, that person's a believer. Look at them. They do X, Y, and Z." I want to make sure that 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 I'm doing those things when nobody is looking. When, when I know that it's just me and him, when I'm spending my one-on-one -on -one time with God, when I know that his eyes are on me, that I want to be, they say integrity is what you do when eyes are not on you, right? That's what integrity is. And that's what we need to fight to make sure that we're doing all the time. As Paul said, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence. So that's what really shows, you know, that we're we're doing that, right? Right? That That, that shows that we're doing the work, that we're doing the work. Right. When we come back and we see that all this stuff has been done, like, man, you've really been grinding. You've been doing a great job that you you're not only doing this when I'm here, that this is really who you are. 
And that's that's an exciting thing, you know, for us to, to, to notice about ourselves and for us to realize about ourselves that that we can do this. Right. Like, I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. That's when he's that when, when, when I'm when I'm presently with my brothers and sisters, when it's easy and when I'm by myself and I got to struggle and I got to fight the good fight. But then I know that who's in me, that that greater that is in me. Right. Is present and, and that I still can accomplish those things. I still can be who I'm called to be when I'm by myself. Right. Or I'm not with the group that 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 is easy for me to model and, and, and to, to 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 show them that. Right. But when I'm hard pressed. Right. When I'm in a when I'm in a rough situation, when I'm with people who who don't look like me and don't look like us. What I mean, don't look like us. I'm talking about as believers who may not believe what you believe. Right. Who are hard to 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 the T on what they believe in. They're going to stand firm on that. That that are you going to bend? Are you going to break? Or are you going to be who you're supposed to be? And it's really important that we always model that all the time. Right. Not only, you know, when it's convenient, but when it's not convenient, not only when it's easy on Sunday mornings at church, we get dressed up. We can put on the church face. We can put on the church clothes. We can do that. Right. But what about Monday through Saturday? Right. When we're not in front of or around, you know, the congregation. Like, who are you? Who are, who am I? Who are we? Are we still being examples for the body of Christ wherever we are? Right. We're supposed to be atmosphere changers. Wherever we go, the atmosphere should change because of who we are and who is in us. Right. And it's important for us to always remember that. That we are atmosphere changers. That when you when you walk into a room, that room should be blessed because you there, not because you there, but who you brought in there, right? That you're carrying the Holy Spirit with you. That you're carrying the presence of the living God with you wherever you go. So it has to change because He is there, and it's important that we always remember that, right? And so, how is it going to change? Depends on the room. I might got to bring. I might have to bring love. I might have to bring understanding in that in, in that room that I'm walking into. I might have to usher in peace. Right. I'm, I might have to be gentle in speech and spirit. Right. No, understanding whatever it may be. I got to make sure that I'm the atmosphere change that I change the atmosphere that I'm being and that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And, it's, and, and, and we should be looking forward to these opportunities when we step into a room. We should feel the presence of the room and what's needed. Right. We should we should walk into a room and know, you know, as we see people, somebody with their head down. Right? We should be looking for opportunities to be a blessing, to love somebody up, to give somebody a high five or a hug. I know in this pandemic, you know, you know, time, you know, we can't do that or, or you know, that that has kind of changed. But love has been extended in multiple ways and opportunities. It don't have to just be through that, you know, the physical contact. But it's important that, that we continue to assess rooms when we walk in there and that we be and apply ourselves as we're supposed to as God's hands and feet. All right. And then he goes and he says, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works. Check this out. He said it is God who works in you both two things, both to will. Right. Not my will, but God's will be done. He want to see that worked out in you and to do his good pleasure. Like God want to, God want to, 
God is your is your biggest cheerleader. He 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 is the one that's like, man, rooting you on bigger than anybody else. Why? Because that's his good pleasure. Right? He's like, I know my I know my child is gonna is gonna lean on me and not their own understanding. Come on, come on, work it out. Come on, get through that situation. Glory. Oh, there we go. Like God is rooting us on. He's hoping that we're doing the best that we can. He's he's encouraging us. He wants us. And then not only is he, but he, he sent us a helper. <laughs> right? So we got the Holy Spirit just like, come on, this is what he wants us to do. Be this, be this, reminding us. We gotta do it. We gotta do the work. We're being encouraged to hear as, as we're hearing the Holy Spirit remind us, right? We got to actually physically do it. And God is encouraging us. Like, come on, I got it. Come on, come on. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Remember what I taught you. Remember what I told you. Remember what I planted in you, right? For his good pleasure. For his good pleasure. And, you know, that got to feel good knowing that, man, like, Whatever situation that he put me in, like, because sometimes we, we we look at situations like, why me? Why me? Why why do I got to go through this? Think about the car accident. I'm like, dang, like, why did I have to go through the car accident? That, that could have been one avenue that I looked at, right? Instead, I look at it as God allowed me to be in that situation. Why? Why? How can I give him glory out of this situation? How can I exalt him in this situation? What can I do? I can complain. I can do X, Y, and Z that is going to be negative. Or, man, I'm glorified. I was able to walk away from it. God, I got it. You, you, you're not done with me yet. You got something else for me to do. And I'm excited about that. Whatever that situation may be in, that, that you may be in, whatever that situation may be, right? That we look at it not through complaining eyes, not through whining eyes, right? And, and, and speaking human, we're going to do that at times. I don't care how seasoned we are as a believer, right? Think about Jesus. If you say, you know, let's keep it 100 and be real. When he was in the garden, when he went and prayed away from, <laughs> from his disciples, said, man, take this cup away from me. That was a form of, I don't want this. That was a form of complaining, but then he had to snap back and say, nevertheless, not my will, let yours be done. That's what he's talking about, his will, God's will being done in us. And Jesus had to go through that moment because he was trapped in his flesh. And it's easy for us to do that in his flesh, right? And Jesus had to remember that I'm not confined to this flesh, that I'm 100% God in this flesh. So nevertheless, not my will, let yours be done, right? And we got to kind of tell ourselves that. When we're going through these situations in these moments, nevertheless, we got to have that in us. You got to have a nevertheless in you. Nevertheless, not mine. Nevertheless, not my will. Let yours be done. Right. And then we, and then once we carry that mind, which was in Christ Jesus, going back up to what the scriptures were saying, what Paul was talking about. Once we exhibit that mind that was in Christ Jesus. Now, God's going to see and be able to use us for his good pleasure. Yeah, he's going to bring me glory now. Now, because he's changing the atmosphere of that situation. What is he bringing? Right. He's bringing joy. He's bringing peace. He's bringing understanding. Right. He's not leaning on his own understanding. He's acknowledging me in all of his ways. Right. He's letting go and letting me be driver. In this moment, and this is where we must be as believers. It is important that we look through these lenses through every situation that we face daily, 
Amen. And then he goes, and then he goes and he says, do all, and then here it is. Do all things, verse 14, without complaining, <laughs> right? And disputing that you may be blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crook and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, right? It's because of who you are and how you reflect Christ in that situation that that light is going to shine out for other people to see. That's that. That's what is needed. It's too much. Like it's easy to talk about how much darkness, man. It's darkness in this world. It's dark. It's dark. Where are my light bearers at? We're supposed to be shining light in the darkness, right? Not succumbing to the darkness. Not complaining about the darkness, right? Let's do something about the darkness. You have something in you that can do something about the darkness around you, right? Shine into that. Speak truth into those situations. Speak life, right? Give, give Christ. Give love, right? We got something to give. We got something to 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 show the world <laughs> what it really is, right? And not just be because of the situation. To not just be depressed, not just be sad, not just be. Right. Complaining about everything. Instead, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to shine my light. Right. I'm going to live in love. I'm going to do all that I can because of what was given to me that I want to give back. And I want to make sure that I'm that I'm presenting myself as I should be as someone who called themselves a follower of Jesus Christ. If I'm following him, I want to model and, and, and imitate him. I want to be an imitator of Jesus Christ. Right. I don't want to just say his name. But I'm, but there is no fruit and no action that shows that I follow the one who name I speak. I want to make sure that I'm imitating him to the best of my ability in all that I do. And I'm not perfect. So there's always room for me to grow, room for me to grow from room for me to learn from. So it's you know, we got to be real people. Right. And not not, you know, fake people, not, you know, stuck in this religious bubble. Right. We got to be who Jesus designed and created and called for us to be as his as his followers, as God created us as his sons and daughters. This is who we got to be. Amen. So he goes on and he says that he says, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may be blameless, become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst in the midst of a crook and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights into the world. Holding fast the word of life, right? Speaking life, the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Like we, we will have that because of who we are, that, that this work that we're doing, that we're not laboring in vain, right? I'm not doing things conceitedly. I'm not doing things for out of selfish ambition, that I know that I'm doing things as under the umbrella as a believer that I'm, I'm seeking out what pleases him. I, I'm seeking out looking at what he called for me to do, right? Who he made me to be, right? How he called for me to shine, right? Not for myself, right? But for others, how can I be a blessing to those that are around me, right? That's how we shine our light. That's how I'm not laboring in vain, right? I'm not laboring conceitedly. I'm not doing it only for myself, 
right? I'm not doing it with a selfish ambition like, well, if I do this, then I should get this. If I help this many people, then I should be able to ask for this. Nah, man, I'm doing this because this is who I'm called to be. I'm doing this because I love because he loved me. That's why I'm doing this, right? Whether, whether I get anything back here physically on earth or not, I know where I'm going. And that's where I want to receive my jewels. That's where I want to receive. I, I, I want to be in heaven eternally, right? I don't need nothing but to know that I get the rest in the arms of Christ. I need to be where he is. That's what excites me more than anything else. Amen. And hopefully you too. And then he goes and he says this. Yes. And if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all for the same reason you also be glad and rejoice with me. Right. If, if he's being poured out, he's like, if I'm being poured out, man, you be poured out. Right. Let it let it let let the domino effect. If I'm doing it, man. Hopefully you catch fire because I'm doing it. You see somebody else doing doing the right thing that you want to do the right thing. Somebody that's around you, that's encouraging you to be the best version of yourselves and your situations and your family. Right. That you're doing the right things. And, 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 and this is who we have to be. Right. I think about it on the football field. It's contagious. If somebody score, somebody else want to score. If somebody make a big hit, I know on the defense, I want to make a big hit. Everybody want to make a big hit. Right. It's contagious. Right. So like if 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 negativity is contagious, positivity is contagious as well. So let's positively encourage each other. Let, let, let's let, let us see each other doing good and not hate on somebody that's doing good. Let's 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 encourage and let's lift up our brothers who are doing good. Right. Let's support our brothers and our sisters who are doing good. Right. And let's come behind them and support them. And what can I do? How can I add my piece to the puzzle? Right. To 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 make this thing look even better. Right. Not for my not for my selfish ambition, not for my conceitedness. Right. But but I want to do this. Why? Because I know that it's honoring and glorifying the Lord and that more people are coming to Christ. Right. And get a chance to see who he is because of who we are. And this is I mean, this excites me. As a believer, and hopefully you're excited. This excites you. Right. As this is our game plan and what he called for us to do. So let's stick to the playbook and let's do what God called for us to do. Let's run this race that he called for us to run. Let us be the example. Let us be the lights that he called for us to be. Let us be love, hope, encouragement, peace, joy, gentleness, kindness, goodness in someone else's life because they need it. Let us be that. Let us do that. Let us continue to grow being the best version of ourselves as possible as people who call themselves followers of Jesus Christ, who call themselves believers, who uses the word, you know, use the word Christian, right? Christian, being Christ-like, right? Being Christ-like, that mind, right? It, it, it all connects. And it's important for us to see the connection that God is plainly putting out before us so that we can run with assurance, we can run with, 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 with this hope, right? That we get to get out there, man, and, and 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 be excited about doing stuff right, being who we call for us to be. So, again, I'm just excited and encouraged 
for us because as the days are approaching, we got work to do, right? We got work to do to finish off this day, this Wednesday, right? Tomorrow's not promised, but what is promised is this moment that we have right now. There might be somebody that you can call, you can text, that, that, that you can send love to, that you can support tonight. That might be going through a situation. You might go scrolling on Facebook and see that somebody's going through something and you can send them some love and encouragement in a real way, right? You might hear somebody speak something in a negative fashion that, that, that you can encourage positivity, right? This is what we're called to do, man. We gotta, we, we gotta swoop in on these opportunities and, um, be accounted for and not just let this negative vibe keep building. Man, we got to chop that down and shine light in, into these dark moments and these darkness that, that may exist in people's lives, right? And remind them that there's, when that light shines, that's hope. Remind them that, 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 that there's hope for you. There's hope for their situation. No matter how deep or dark it is, it's hope. Because God loves us. And he might send you into someone else's life to remind them that he loves them. Amen. So let's go before the Lord in prayer again. I hope you you guys are excited to get out there um, and to be the best version of ourselves. Right. And, 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 and let us be accounted for. Let us do things that we know that are going to be a blessing to someone else's life in the name of Jesus. Let's go before the Lord. Father God, we love you and we thank you so much. Um, I thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing. Um, may you continue to be with us, Father God, um, as we choose to be with you. Let us be intentional, Father God, in our actions and our walk. That we do things that are pleasing in your sight. As we grow with you daily, Father God, help us to be reminded, Lord, um, of what we have to give and offer. And continue to, to pour into us as we pour out, Lord God, that we're not running on fumes. But that we know, Lord God, that you are constantly filling us up with your love. Father, I pray for every prayer, Father God, that is being written um, in the text um, of this um, uh, on Facebook, Lord God. May you cover each and every prayer, Lord God. May you cover each and every family, Father God. Um, that is represented. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing. Please forgive us for our sins that we've committed in this day, Lord Jesus. Help us to be better, to do better, Father God. Help us to uh, to finish this day strong, uh, to fight the good fight, to finish the race of this day, and to honor you with all our might and all that we have, Lord God. And we love you and we thank you. And may you and you alone receive all the praise, the honor, and the glory from your people. And it's in your name we pray all these things. Amen. God bless you, church. Um, I pray that this word was encouraging to you. Um, go back um, and read for yourself. Go back and study uh, for yourself what God is speaking to you um, concerning these scripture. And um, let us go and uh, let us go and be. Um, the body that we're supposed to be as believers. Amen. Love you guys. Uh, it's a blessing being with you. And um, may you and yours uh, be, be blessed and safe 
um, throughout the remainder of this night. God bless you. Love you guys.